Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I think what's next really is when you start passive investing, you start getting these income streams coming in. You may not be financially free on day one, but start building the life that you want to have on your terms. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, Best Ever listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Actively Passive Investing Show. As always, I'm Theo Hicks, joined with Travis Watts. Travis, how's it going? Hey, Theo, doing great. Today, we're going to answer the question, I invested in a real estate syndication. What is next? So again, you've done your homework. You've invested your capital into a deal. You've signed all the legal documents. You've gotten that. Congratulations. We've closed email. What happens next? What do you do? What can you expect? That's going to be the topic of today. So Travis is going to go over some more context about why we're talking about this today. Sure, Theo and everybody listening. This was an actual phone call that I received from a real investor who had, to your point, done all their homework, research, listened to podcasts, read books, finally did a deal, and then set up a call with me to say, now what? (laughs) And it kind of caught me off guard, but I thought, you know, this is actually something that we really should address because we're always talking about all the first steps and your due diligence and how to vet deals and markets and all this kind of stuff. But then what do you do afterwards? So that's really the theme of today. So want to share a few ideas, next steps. I'll share with you guys a couple stories. And that's what this one's all about. So first thing I'd say is that being a limited partner in an apartment syndication or in a real estate syndication is a very front-loaded business. You're going to be doing a lot of homework, like I just said, a lot of research, a lot of meetup groups and conferences and all this kind of stuff to get you to the point of being able to competently make an investment. And that's the theme of our show. The Actively Passive show highlights the active roles and the active components to being a passive investor for the most part. We obviously go on tangents and we cover other topics, but that's kind of the overarching theme. All right, Theo, I'll let you chime in to a few things to consider first, and then I'll share a couple stories and we'll just take it from there. Sure. So taking a step back, high level, what is going to happen? What is going to get sent to you? And how often the frequency is really going to vary from GP to GP. So I'm just going to kind of give just a typical what to expect. And then some extra things that you might get if you're investing with a really good, in my opinion, sponsored GP. So 
At the very least, they're going to send you some sort of update on what's going on at the property. Ideally, the updates are sent out every single month by a certain day or on a certain day every single month. So you know when to expect it. Sometimes you might get quarterly updates as well. Sometimes you might get updates twice a year. Sometimes you get one update a year. Maybe you get no updates. But I think monthly and quarterly are probably the most common. The information included in these updates, the format is also going to vary. But it should be including some of the important operational metrics at the property. So what I like to see is occupancy, current, as well as trending occupancy or pre-leased occupancy. You might see collections as a big thing, especially more recently, 2020 and 2021 so far with the COVID pandemic, letting people know you might have a 90% occupancy, but if you're only collecting rent on 70% of those units, that's painting a different story than just providing occupancy numbers. So collection rates, if it's some sort of value add play, like a value add apartment syndication deal, then I want to see the number of units that have been renovated so far. And I want to know what the rents they're getting on those units and how that, and this is important, compares to what they projected. So they projected $100 rental premiums. I want to know, are they getting $100? Are they getting $50? Are they getting $150? Obviously, if they're below what they were expecting, I want some explanations as to why. They might include other CapEx updates, especially early on in deals. So here's an update on the clubhouse, the fitness center. Again, I do apartments. So I'm just going to talk about it in apartments. So just if you're investing in something else, just insert change apartments for self-storage units or something. They also might talk about any sort of events they have going on, any sort of marketing they're implementing. So really, if any of those metrics aren't looking good, there should be an explanation as to why they're not good and then what they're doing to make it good again. So again, at the very least, it should just have some metrics in there and some info on the property. Pictures are also nice too, so you can see and then get the qualitative and quantitative at the property. And then you're also going to get your distributions. So monthly or quarterly are the most common. So those will be sent to you most likely through direct deposit. So you'll set that up beforehand and then you'll just check your bank account to make sure the money's there and that it's what it's supposed to be. And if it's not, there should be some sort of announcement explaining why it's less than what it's supposed to be. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. One of the hardest tasks to balance while scaling your real estate investing business is accounting. Well, realestateaccounting.co takes care of the numbers for you so you can grow your business and revenue. REA helps property managers and investors save time and money by automating back office, financial, admin, and accounting. Starting is quick and seamless from accounts payable to reconciliations, taxes, and reporting. Go to realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever to find out how REA clients save on average 30% by leveraging their accounting services versus hiring in-house. With CPAs on staff and being owner-operators themselves, REA knows the challenges of your growing real estate business. Try it risk-free at realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. And remember to mention the Best Ever Podcast sent you to receive up to $1,800 towards onboarding and services. That's realestateaccounting.co forward slash best ever. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. 
their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. Sponsors will typically provide you with some sort of financials on the property. So from an apartment perspective, this could be a rent roll. This could be a profit and loss statement or some sort of balance sheet or something. Just so again, you can know what's going on at the property. It's all about transparency. You can see what they're spending money on, how they're making money and what that NOI is. And usually they won't go below the NOI. They'll just kind of tell you, hey, here's the net operating income. Those are really the three main things. So it's going to be the updates, the distributions, and the financials. You'll get your tax information once a year. Whenever they sell, you get notifications. Something happened. Sure, at the beginning of COVID, a lot of sponsors were sending out more communications on a more frequent basis to let people know what was going on. But high level, that's what happens. So one thing we did want to mention is that we have a free passive investor tracker where you can input your distribution numbers and then input your financial goals. And then it'll help you track and see how close you are to achieving that goal. So if you want to do that, something else you can do after you buy a deal, just email me, Theo at JoeFairless.com and I'll shoot you over that Excel document. Some of the other things that sponsors might do, not all of them will do this, but they might provide extra educational content to their passive investors. It might be exclusive to passive investors or it might be something they just do in general on their website. And so you might be subscribed to the deal list, but also another email list that you get a newsletter with their blog posts or podcasts or YouTube videos or reports of the week. And then I send you a yearly state of the company reports. So that might be something they do as well. Exactly. I was just going to share as you were talking, great points, by the way. And I get asked all the time about these passive trackers. And quite frankly, what I do is probably not what most people are looking for. I just take an Excel sheet and I just do a very basic tracker with really no formulas (laughs) other than auto calculate for the total. But the one that Theo's talking about is very detailed. We both helped design this one. Really, really great. If you're looking for more of the IRR approach and getting to your goals approach, it's kind of an all-inclusive tracker with multiple tabs and stuff. So anyway, check that out. But wanted to share a quick story about passive investing, just kind of as a side note to this, and Theo, I'll let you get back to the more tactical (laughs) next steps. But some people are confused when I say I'm a full-time passive investor, because it'd be easy to say, well, wait wait a second. What about these blogs and these webinars and these podcasts and working with Ashcroft Capital and Joe Farrell's? Isn't that active? Yes, that's active. So (laughs) the thing to recognize though, is I pursue things actively that I thoroughly enjoy and want to pursue. And then I basically outsource passively the things that I don't enjoy. So in other words, all of my investments that I have are passive investments, but not everything I do in this world is passive. (laughs) Obviously, I wouldn't be good at playing bingo and card games in a retirement home in my 30s. So I still stay active to a point. So I think to me, that's what financial freedom really is. The ability to pursue the things you love and to focus less on the things you don't. 
I don't know. That's my opinion on that. So the other day I was scrolling through, I forget what platform it was, somewhere on social media and someone posted this little saying and it said, exchanging 50 years of work for 10 years of freedom isn't worth it or something to this extent. And I got to thinking about that. I guess they're assuming you start working in your 20s after college or something. And I got to thinking about that. I thought there's really two types of people. There's the types of people that love what they do. They love their work. They go to school for something. They're passionate. They're a doctor and they love helping people, whatever. They found their purpose. And I think is amazing. I love those conversations with those types of people. And then you have the people who I was at one time and who I was, was somebody trading my life away for a paycheck, working a hundred hours a week at something I hated and didn't enjoy, didn't want to grow in, didn't want to advance in. It didn't suit me well. It wasn't my skill set. On and on, there was really a low point <laughs> in my life with very little joy and no romantic relationship and no local friends and no vacations and it just wasn't worth it. It was a very sad existence to be a workaholic. So I encourage everybody listening to do what you love and outsource the rest, simply put. So the question of what's next to kind of get back to our topic, I think what's next really is when you start passive investing, you start getting these income streams coming in. You may not be financially free on day one, but start building the life that you want to have on your terms. I think for me, that's what's next. And you can at least start. You can start outsourcing. Maybe you hate cleaning the house. So you have 300 a month in passive income. You could use 100 a month towards hiring a cleaner to come in. Stuff like that. So that you can get to the point one day where you have a full service maid or whatever it is you want that would give you the life on your terms. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. I'll let you continue. I digress. I think that's a really good point. A passive investor, for example might be, as you said, a doctor working 60 hour weeks and they love it. Or it might be someone who's working 60 hour weeks or something they don't like to do. So there's no absolutes here. It's not that every single person is working 60 hour weeks is miserable. It doesn't also mean that every single person who isn't working at all as a passive investor isn't bored out of their minds. So it really just depends. I think that's a great point to bring up. We'll get back to the show with first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. Other things that you can do, as Travis said, to start living your life the way you want to, is going to take some planning. And that's the passive investor tracker will come into play. So in the tracker, we basically have it set up so it's different types of goals. So, hey, here's how much money I need just to pay my bills. But then, hey, here's how much money I need to live the life I want to live. And then here's how much money I need. That's just F you money in a sense, right? So you can set each of those. And then as you input your distributions, it'll tell you, hey, you're this far away from covering your expenses. You're this far away from living that life that you want to live. So obviously it means knowing what kind of life you want to live and then having a plan that tracker will help you with that and then help you realize how many deals you need to invest in, how much capital you need to have invested in deals in order to reach that goal. Another point is that past investing is going to be a longer term play. So you're not going to make a hundred percent return in a year like you would for a fix and flip. It's passive and in return for less effort and time, 
the returns are going to be a little bit lower. But if you continue to invest and reinvest that compound interest over decades, will allow you to achieve that goal. So don't stress out about it. There's no read to hurry. Just think in terms of decades. I really like that concept. At the same time, while you're investing, there's no problem with investing with multiple sponsors in multiple different types of deals. So sure, you can go all in with one sponsor as one strategy, or you can invest with different sponsors. So continue building relationships with the sponsors you're investing with, but also seek out other sponsors. Do vet other sponsors, learn more about other investment types, and then consider investing in those as well. So that kind of comes into the idea of just continuously educating yourself. You can be as much or as little as you want. You want to have a good understanding of the investment class that you're actually investing in. And then obviously when you're ready to move on to something new is really front loaded. So it's going to take time to learn the new self-storage business and find that new sponsor, vet that sponsor, vet the deals, get that confidence to invest in something new. So obviously continuing education is also super important. And then as Travis said, do what you enjoy to do. So if you don't enjoy investing in a certain asset class, either don't do it or don't invest as much time into doing it, right? Just kind of do it and then focus on multifamily or self-storage you do like. Probably more of that, focus on what you do like and don't just invest in something that you hate just because it's got good returns. Yeah, all great points, Theo. I think in summary, we're all different. So the bottom line is you do you. That's what it comes down to. And and I'm bringing back the self quote section of our podcast. We've, we've left off for many Lightning episodes. Trends. So here's a quote by Sir Travis Watts, and it's do what you love and outsource the rest. That's my quote. Write that down, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'll give a better way to end with a quote from Sir Travis Watts. I'm honored. <laughs> so all right, best of your listeners, that is what to expect after you've invested in a deal and some tips on extra things that you can do in order to, again, achieve that financial past investing time freedom goal. So make sure you email me, Theo at JoeFarrellis.com, if you want to get your hands on that passive investor tracker. If you have any other questions you want us to answer on this show or our 60-second question segment we do on YouTube, same email, Theo at JoeFarrellis.com. Travis, as always, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much again for the quote. Best ever listeners, thank you for tuning in. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Theo. Thanks, everybody.